What up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Not a Journalist with Brian Holiday, and I'm sitting here with Daniel, aka Proto Man. Oh yo yo! What's up, Proto Man? How you been, man? I've been good. I've uh, been good. Proto Man been, uh, is uh, sharing everything, all the links, and I am doing the same. So if you guys are watching this and you see us both not looking into the screen, we still love you. Uh, shout out to Lee J, who's already tuned in. Excellent. Lee J. Yes, chair. <laughs> What's Lee J? Yo, it, with, with it's Lee J is always at the cons with you. What is he doing right now if he's not getting to go to the cons with you? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. All I know is, uh, I mean, it's it's been pretty bad in the convention scene right now because, like, I, I don't want to like take like credit for it, but it's like just because of the way the schedule was, I was like one of the first conventions that had to cancel when all this craziness yeah. like came down because yeah. like my show was going to be like early april and already like i was it, we're, th when all this came down it was late february and it was just me going like "Ooh, i don't i'm not feeling this you know a month yeah. to really like so I, I was just like you know what forget it fuck it you know we'll, we'll, better to play it safe i mean the way the way it goes with cons is you're always going to be in a tight-knit environment yeah so yeah that's it's, the thing. I, I've like I feel like because I'm hearing some people grumble. Uh, I, I've had some friends message me that they're really upset about Montreal Comic Con, and I, I and as much as I understand that the the con is a, a time of year where we all get to geek out and have fun. I mean, we we without COVID nineteen, we always joked about con SARS or co convention flu or con flu and stuff like that. Oh, we have a term that we use. We, we used to call it con crud. Yeah, exactly. Is, yeah. Which is like, because when, when you do like, especially when you do shows that are international, you know, you have people coming from everywhere. And I always found that like at the end of that weekend, when like, like the Monday comes, all of a sudden your throat is sore, <laughs> yeah. your nose is running, you don't know what you got. And it's just because you shook one hand or something. And that's any other day out of the exactly. year. Exactly. Let alone this year that's just like, a, it's. I keep saying it to everybody, like 2020 is just a wash at this point yeah. for me. The year is genuinely, and I, I feel like that needs to be clear to a lot of people. I know a lot of people are really excited about like potential summer. Stores are opening back. Maybe I'll get to go see a movie. Guys, I just want you to remember that if you're going to a movie, you're going to end up buying nine tickets because you're going to need to build a perimeter of one seat in every direction around you. If you're going to go to like a store and you're going shopping and stuff like that. I mean, I wouldn't want to try on the clothes that other people have been touching. I wouldn't want to like, uh, j just like even just going to the grocery store when I have to tap my card today, I went to the grocery store and they told me, Oh, you can't tap your card. Cause I needed to take out $5 to give somebody a tip. And I was just like, Oh, I have to it's touch it. It's gotten to a point now too. Like even like, if let's say conventions did happen, yeah. imagine being a dealer and especially like me being a dealer for years too, prior to running my own shows, you know, people come up, they, they mess with the product, they touch it and they put it back. What are you going to wipe down every single thing that every single person picks? Like it's the logistics of it makes sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, even like, like let's put it this way. If we have the border lockdowns, that means if you're going to have guests at your show that are from anywhere in the States, which would, with Montreal Comic-Con, that's a lot of them. Yes, you know, yes. Now they can't show up. They can't cross the border. And if they cross the border, maybe they can't come back. Who knows? It's just, it's it's such a headache to, to kind of even try to make it happen. Just accept the fact that this year is a wash and we'll see each other in six months or so. And hopefully everything will be fine. And then we could, you know, forget this ever happened. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I know for you, because you also run conventions, I can only imagine that this has been a difficult time. Uh, I've had another friend. We were at, we were supposed to be at our first convention, uh, the Franklin Armstrong Collective. We were supposed to be at Geek at Con, um, uh, uh, well, hosting our first panel, because we've been to your conventions, which has been awesome, and yeah. I, I, we always have great time. We've done live broadcasts at, uh, at Retro Expo, which I, I fucking love. Those were so much fun, uh, like seeing all the kids come over when we had masks to give away that year, and they were all just like, <laughs> and just seeing like which characters kids don't like because it's like free masks but when you run out of mask and you only have one character left and the kids come over and they see it and they're like no and they walk off <laughs> i had the same thing i would give away transformer toys it's like do you want the megatron they're like no no, no. that no. one's boring yeah that one's boring. he's purple yeah <laughs> damn it's a color of royalty kid learn your stuff um <laughs> 
there's a reason Galvatron had a crown. God damn it. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, man, I mean, it's been pretty crazy. But how have you been doing other than that, man? It, quarantine life for you. Uh, I know you, I see the collection behind you, so it's probably still fun. Yeah. Well, you know what? Like at, at the end of the day, it, it's, I, I kept saying this to a lot of people. And even like I had family members ask me, like, how are you holding out? And I'm like, you know what? If there's one generation that was built for like staying at home and just chilling it's this one <laughs> yeah. because if this same thing would have happened in the 80s oh my I god would understand people bouncing off the walls and yeah. going like you know getting cabin fever but i mean we got netflix download content you know the internet facetime like we, yeah. we're, we're so, and, and with with dine whatever it's called there you know dine and dash or whatever all the delivery oh food yeah stuff. doordash uber eats yeah i mean we're, we're so built for this that I'm glad it happened now and not 20 years ago Yeah, where then we would have been like, Oh man, like how do you get your, you know, I had to go to blockbuster to rent like one movie when now I could just stream 60,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like it's great too, because now people are like, you know what? I'm bored. I'm just going to open up YouTube and learn cooking, or I'm just going to yeah. like, it's, it, we're so built for it now. So I'm glad at least that it happened now. And, and for me, I've been holding up great because again, we're kind of built for it. Like it's, it's, as much as I'm saying it's, I don't want to say it's a blessing, but it's no, like, yeah. hey, now build that model kit that I've been sitting on for months that I didn't have time because of work, or now I could watch that show and like, I I don't have the time. Like, I, I see with you, like you you watch stuff on was it like one point three speed or one point five? Yeah, like like me, I I can't I can't even watch TV because it's like in my mind I'm like, man, to watch like four episodes of something that's two hours I don't got. Yeah, it really. And let alone to watch a movie. Like people always ask me, like, what are you watching right now? I'm like, nothing. What movies do you see in theaters? Nothing. <laughs> like unless unless it's like a big movie that I really want to go out of my way to see, like let's say a certain even certain Marvel movies, not yeah. even all of them, only certain ones. Um, I'm just not I don't have time for that. So now it's like I have all the time in the world. Catch up on this stuff, video game stuff, and not to mention on the creative side with the podcasts and, yeah. and doing stuff from a creative nature when it comes to like third-party transformer stuff and writing there's so much stuff i finally have time to really sit down and enjoy that in a small way it's a blessing so <laughs> well I'm you know what I, I think what i'll say is i realize it's not that you're saying a blessing but there's a silver lining to the dark cloud yeah. it's, it's probably the well, best it, way yeah it, it's the you know what we always complain about how man I, you know i can't wait till i'm retired i'll have all the time in the world to do xyz yeah well now about the time you know like yeah, they, yeah. I, as I, I don't want to sound like I'm criticizing people. It's like, I know when this is all over, people are going to be like, man, like I can't wait for my two week vacation. We, we, some of us had a, was a two month vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Whether we, uh, granted. Yes. Financial problems come with it. Yeah. You were making less money or no money at all for some people. I understand their situations, yeah. but at least the free time is the silver lining of it in a small sense. Yeah. So, I and I'd like to think that some people have taken advantage to be with family and stuff. I know. Oh, I, totally. Yeah. I know some people who definitely didn't spend time with their, their family as much as they wanted to. Um, I've had friends regularly tell me uh, that they wish they could see their kids more or they could be with their spouse more at home. And uh, and now, and then obviously they, they make the jokes about like, oh, if only I could tell myself, don't, you know, be careful what you wish for in the sense that like their, their kids are driving them up the wall. Their, their spouse is like criticizing them with every other sound they make. But that has more to do with the fact that people are just in the same space for a long for long periods of time. And and but once once that kind of hump, I, I know a lot of people got over that hump and they're just bat, they're into their routines now and they're being comfortable and they're being happy. I think that that is, you know, the, the, the like you like we're saying, the silver lining to people being able to take full advantage of being home and being with family, being with loved ones. And like you were saying, being creative. That's one of the harder parts, uh, man. I you and I are the type of people who have the drive. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's just it. I think that it's because of my hobby, especially. I yeah. think that, like, especially when you do it, like me, I do a daily podcast. Yeah. So yeah. for me, it's like, like when I had when I had work before, it's go to work, come home, bang out that podcast, upload, supper, boom, boom, go to bed. Yeah. Now it's like sleep until eleven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like my sleep schedule is oh, best. Yeah, up. man. I know. I don't know how I'm gonna bounce back, but it's like it's it's been like. You know, I'm worried sometimes. I'm I'm like looking out the window and the sun's rising. I'm just going like, oh, uh, what no. you <laughs> what are you doing? You're not 14 anymore. <laughs> yeah. you know? Like it's, it's it's getting so crazy. But at the same time, I'm it's 
as you know, again, like you said, because we're creative individuals, now we have like this great canvas that we could do all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And because it's, I, I do a daily podcast, I could pump out a lot more content throughout the day. There's no rush. Yeah. You know, I could, I could sometimes really edit it a lot better. Sometimes you have to just really rush it out the door. So I, I like that a lot, at least. Again, like I said, there's, there's a big positive I see in this. Um, does it suck standing in line waiting for food at Maxi sometimes <sighs> for a while or stuff like, of course it does. Yeah. Or, and here's one, here's something that totally didn't dawn on me until this, because I pretty much go out for food every two weeks and it's like shame on me because I'm a mechanic. Yeah. I go to, I go to start my car battery's dead. Oh, because I have driven it for two weeks. And my car, you know, it has Bluetooth, da, 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 da. So it puts a load on the battery even when you're not driving it. Oh, so interesting. now, like, if I'm leaving for, for Maxi or whatever to go get groceries, I have to charge the car the night before just to make sure it's ready to go in the morning. So, like, it's, again, there's inconveniences. Man, that's something I never time, even thought of. Yeah. It's it's because, again, you have your alternator. If yeah, you're not yeah. driving your car, you're not charging the battery. You know, even if it's a gasoline car, it doesn't make a difference. You know, that, that stuff happens. So, again, it's I'm trying to make the best of it. I, I feel I feel I'm having a good time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I started I started doing streaming on Saturday nights for the first time, like okay. ever, just because I have the time now where normally my weekends were the only time I had any free time. Why would I do it streaming or yeah. like, you know. Now it's like, hey, I'm home every day now. Yeah, might as well, you know, turn on the webcam and see what what's happening with people. And you know, the Transformer community is really awesome, and they yeah. always come out in droves when I when I do streaming. So it's it's fun to do. When you're doing streaming, what kind of stuff are you guys discussing? Like, what's the literally, literally like Q and A? Okay, it's a it's a lot of Q and A because it, I'm lucky to be in a hobby where news happens like every day. There's mm -hmm. always something happening. There's this that's announced, this Walmart listing got leaked, this toy is coming out, this is coming out, this is getting listed, this movie's... Like, just in the past week, Beast Wars, a movie, is, movie has been announced. I heard, yeah. <clears throat> and an animated movie at the same time also. Okay. That's probably, and then Hasbro's like, oh, we're going to be doing 21 movies across all our brands. So that's a lot of stuff to discuss right there. And it's a lot of speculation. It's a lot of people just really... You know, just going back and forth and with ideas and stuff. Because the one good thing with Transformers is, even though there's thousands of characters, it's pretty easy to predict where a lot of things are going. Okay. And when you look at it from a, a business standpoint, when it comes to trademarks and and like people always go like, uh, like, oh man, why why are they doing X Y Z movie? Why are they doing a, a Back to the Future movie again or Bill and Ted or whatever? It's because companies have to renew trademarks. Yeah. That's what they, yeah. If, they, if they don't put out a Back to the Future Blu-ray box set, they got to do something. And they go, oh, my God, what if we lose that trademark? Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Every... That's money on licensing and T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. So it's the same thing with, with Transformers and IPs, like like the name Hot Rod. Yeah. Like they have to constantly put out a product with that trademark every three to four years. Otherwise, they could potentially lose it. So they make Didn't sure they... that that character appears as a toy in yeah. a movie something every three to four years and did, that applies to everything across didn't they the lose one of them re at one point and had to like call it autobot this every time there was a lot of like during the beast wars era between 1996 and 2003 going into the unicron trilogy they didn't think about the trademarks oh. so they lost bumblebee they lost hot rod they lost but they didn't think that that was, you know, like, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. We see the Michael Bay movies today and we go, oh, what a big franchise, you know, and how important all of this is. But in 1996, when they did Beast Wars, the only reason why they did Beast Wars was because they thought, eh, no one cares about Transformers. Let's let's yeah. do something outside of the box. Let's do something different. And it became a smash success. And then everything fell into place afterwards. But back then, there was no Bumblebee. There was no there was not a Bumblebee character between. 1995 and 2008 2007 like literally that was like a huge gap huge yeah. huge gap of 12 years of no bumblebee and it's can't even imagine they're not being bumblebee he's having movies named after yeah, him and, yeah, yeah. I, and so the, at one point he was called Goldbug too right there was some kind of switch well, up that was, that was just them back in the day wanting to refresh stuff that was in oh, 1980 okay. they were just kind of going like you know the, it, out with the because 
back in the day you got one each character got one toy and the one toy yeah. and that was it yeah but no one like today now it's like there's like a million optimus prime toys back in the day you got the one prime toy and that's it so in order to kind of refresh certain characters they had to get new bodies they had to get upgrades somehow so bumblebee became Goldbug. optimus prime became power master optimus prime hot rod became rodimus prime yeah the, some of the other guys like grimlock and, and jazz became pretenders like they they always did something to kind of change up their their design to order in order to refresh it because yeah. it, today now it's like we're going to give you this toy again and then this toy again in five years. <laughs> yeah. We poured the mold they, they, one more time. Oh, the mold fifty times over. I mean, was it you? Who behind. I feel like I had this conversation either with you or someone else who's knowledgeable about Transformers, where the mold uh, for some of the Transformers because they kept using the same mold, the mold like expands and they weren't. T- so- what happened was back in the day how molds used to be done they used to be done with with metal cast molds yeah and certain characters like the best example would be starscream and the seeker jets um when those guys got over and over and over like we we, you think of thundercracker skywarp and starscream but there's like the coneheads there's like all the other guys sunstorm acid storm uh hot link you know they're uh, red wing there's so many of that same design mm. that they pressed it so many times that the molds just degraded. They fell apart. Today, that doesn't really happen anymore because everything's done with CAD. Everything's done with computers yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So molds don't really break down. Everything's just like everything's like 3D printing in a sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all done differently. But back in the day, that was a big problem. And a lot of toys, you pick up like the first release of it. It's nice and tight, the joints. And as you go through the releases throughout the years, you, you all of a sudden start loose. To- Details were like disappearing on the surfaces. It was loose right out of the package. Yeah. So, like again, that's just the process of how the toys are done. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff too. When you're talking gold plastic and all kinds of other stuff and oxidation, oxidation, and that's the the plight of being a toy collector <laughs> over, over thirty plus years. Man, being an toy collectors too, dude. So. Uh, I remember when you and I went to see the first Michael Bay Transformer film. We went in. You had a hot rod in your pocket. We went probably that one, uh, if anything. The one that I brought to the theater was actually I have. Well, in case you have enough, I have like about <laughs> uh, this 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 mold, mold specific. I think I have like maybe like twenty of them. Oh my the god! The one that I brought with to the theater was the very first one I ever got. Yeah. Back in I want to say nineteen ninety eight, I got it, okay. which was kind of late actually in my mind. But it's just to me. Like even you, you have to understand from my perspective. Like you were sitting next to me during yeah. that that you whole time. You didn't take a breath for yeah, the like, like the whole opening have... sequence. I had to tell you, <laughs> Daniel, breathe. <laughs> yeah, you have to understand. Like like from you know hindsight again. Like you know we we rag on the movies now yeah. and how you know like you know uh, creatively bankrupt they are in Hollywood yeah. and everything. But back then, I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> Like, if you would have told me, how could you picture this? Because you have to understand, too, what CG was back in, like, let's say 2006 when this was all being put together. Like, I used to say, like, you know, like, what was it? The Ang Lee Hulk movie? Yes. Like the Hulk, second one. I said, if, if if it looks good as Hulk looked in that, I'll be happy. Yeah. Because I, I couldn't imagine that photorealistic CG that now we're so used to today. Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't imagine it. Like, it just wasn't there let alone it being Transformers. Like, I'm still pitching Megazord Power Rangers in my head. <laughs> like, God, yeah. I, just, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't see it. I yeah, couldn't yeah, see yeah. it. And it was, maybe it was just the pessimist in me. And and here's a guy who, like, I was a lifelong fan of the brand. Like, you remember me even in high school. Yeah. I was touting this shit, like, you know, 20 years prior to that. Like, it was just, and then here it is. And it's going it to, this could be make or break. This could be either, like, what x-men and spider-man did yes. for their brands on a or, beach, or like the super mario movie and just oh, going the direction so so i was like let's see what happens and i went into it positive yeah but just they're like like the specifically the, the arrival of the autobot scene yes yes like, like that was like like goosebumps you know like just me going like holy shit i think we did it yeah holy shit, i i think we did it and oh then- my god <laughs> All of a sudden, the newspapers contacting me locally in Montreal, yeah. me being on this morning live. All of a sudden, all these like phone calls out of nowhere from people and people that I knew like from from college that ended up going on to doing radio stuff and then going, we need to have you on the show. 
like to talk about this because this became like this phenomenon overnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's always been around, but I used to always say like Transformers peaked in 1985. Yeah. Like G1 1985 was when it was like a household name. Everyone was bootlegging it. Everyone wanted to be Transformers. Then it kind of peaked again in 1998 with Beast Wars. Yeah, yeah. It was number one selling boys toy line. It, it beat the N64, which up Whoa. to that point, video game systems were always the number one holiday toy for boys. Beast Wars in 98 did it. But, you know, even though it was a number one, it still wasn't like like household name, but it was doing very well. And I thought that's it. And then after that, it was kind of a downward slope. And honestly, what Transformers was in 2006 and 2005 was kind of on life support. It was just kind of getting by. And when that movie came out, it just like it injected it with steroids, Hulk Hogan style. (laughs) (laughs) And it in all honesty, it never it it never really came down since. Like I feel like it, it hit peak craziness in like let's say two thousand nine, two thousand ten, Revenge of the Fallen. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. when like everyone was a Transformer fan. Were people that that I knew for years who were like never transformed, never. But and then they're coming up to me going like, "Hey, what's a really good Ironhide toy to get?" And I'd be yeah. like, "What? The, yeah, why what are the you hell still like you?" <laughs> You know, like what I was like, you know, and you were just like freaking sitting around, like reading, like, I don't know, like fucking porn or something. Like, <laughs> it's just, it didn't, didn't make it, it was it was crazy. It was so crazy. It was so crazy. But at the same time, like I was happy that it happened because it it opened up new opportunities for me. Uh, the conventions started to grow like I feel yeah. like 2007. A lot of things happened that year. That first Michael Bay movie happened. Big Bang Theory happened, which I mean, I'm not a big fan of Big Bang Theory, but I, I recognize what it did for mainstream for yeah, geek culture. Geek culture, yeah. iPhone really hit its oh, stride and yeah. came out. So all of a sudden, people who, like it used to be going on the internet was sitting in front of a computer, which was designated to one room. It was a geeky thing to do. Now you could lie in bed, lie on the couch, and browse the internet. So those three things happened at the same time, and it just it exploded opportunities. Yeah, all of that's a sudden, true. all opportunities for for geek culture just blew up on a mainstream nation and i remember because facebook i think had come out like legit facebook had come out like a year prior to that i think it was like 2004 or 2000 yeah 2005 versus 2000 and i remember i ran the montreal transformers facebook group on facebook (laughs) it still exists it's like it's dead now obviously because facebook like archives them or something but i remember that group had 14 people on it after that movie came out, it like exploded to like 300 people. Oh, shit. And I was like, okay, something's going on here. You know, like, <laughs> where are all these people coming from? But it's just something that should have dawned on me because it happened with X Men and Spider Man in 2001 and 2002 yeah. when those movies came out, where people who all of a sudden never read a Wolverine book, you know, I'm wearing it right now, um, were looking at Hugh Jackman and going, like, hey, look at this guy, you know? And, and even though he's totally- like the epitome of what wolverine is not like he's oh, a big guy six foot two you know and wolverine <laughs> like five foot three you know and well um chris claremont and, and frank miller used to always say that they're in their mind back when they they wrote the old miniseries back in the 80s they pictured like a short clint eastwood that was like oh, yeah that, that like specifically this one specifically like the, the you can barely see it but the the frank miller yeah 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 wolverine. with the like the scruff yeah, it's like a grisly, you yeah. know, like that haggard kind of like if you see like the good, the bad and the ugly or even dirty Harry, yeah. like that kind of. But just like but take Clint Eastwood, make him like, you know, five foot five. And then you know, <laughs> and, and Dude, that's it. That but, actually makes a lot of sense. Now that you've that, said that, I can visualize. Well, that's I, I, it's it was in written in like, you know, like at the back of a lot of comics, they had like the people writing in, you know, like like old snail mail back yeah. in the day. I asked them, they're like, who would you imagine for a live action movie if they did one? This was like, I think when they asked this question, it was like 1985. They were coming off of like giant size X-Men and, and the whole international X-Men team at the time. So it was, you know, and then and then the ironic thing was when they were doing those first X-Men movies, like that short list of who was supposed to be Wolverine. You had like Danny DeVito on there. What? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, hindsight again. It's like really, like you know, the penguin. Like, come on, man. Oh but, God. But but he was on a short list. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme was another one too. Okay. They wanted guys who were short that potentially could be believable for the role. Yeah. And 
So it it ended up on uh, whatever Kate and Leopold, whatever the you know, Mr. Kate like what what was he doing prior to that? He, he did like up? is uh, what, no, I was gonna say Tristan and Isolde, but no, that's not him. But Maybe. yeah, he was doing those types of movies, and he wasn't yeah. even he wasn't okay. even like muscular at the time. That's the other thing. The first when you see the first X Men movie, and then you see him in like the last ones, and then even in the uh, the Logan, the mm. like the body transformation that he put himself through is I, I have to admit is impressive like the guy was pretty much just eating and sleeping working out to get himself well you fit. also have a guy who unlike everyone else we've seen thus far in these marvel movies or even dc even how many people out of literally out of everything of these comic movies has done a role consistently that long true like yeah but like let's like out like you look at the marvel cinematic universe if it really starts with robert downey jr's 2008, iron man yeah yeah, okay, you know, we're here, what was it, 2007, that, 2008 that yeah. movie came yeah. out. You know, so uh, Infinity War, which was kind of his last appearance, what was that, 2018? I'm yeah. bad with dates. About. Yeah, so like, you know, he did he did that for a consistent 10 years, and but luckily for him, he's a CG head in, a, in an iron, you know, an iron <laughs> suit. And Tony Stark always, you know, kind of has to have facial hair, and, and so he kind of was able to get away with it most of the time. Not many uh, topless scenes for Tony Stark with the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, repulsor ray. Yeah, just but a big hole in his chest. The point is, is he got away with it where Hugh Jackman, it's like Hugh Jack like Wolverine's all about like tattered clothing and, <laughs> and coming out of some like, you know, goop tank. Oh yeah. <laughs> Omega, you know? Oh my god. I gotta say though, those movies are fun. And I do think that and I we can admit that the it, the industry the film industry is an important part to building fandoms. One of my concerns, though, right now is the fact that um, a lot of the stuff that people are attracted to, such as the movies like Transformers and you mentioned Spider-Man, X-Men, MCU and all that stuff. A lot of that stuff comes from comic books or cartoons and stuff like that that were originally made for kids way back when and they weren't necessarily as popular but now a lot of those industries in this situation are getting affected by that i mean i don't know if you've spoken to your local comic book shop lately but it's 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 getting tough I, have, I texted them i go to i'll give a shout out to captain quebec and charlie yeah. they've been my go-to for a while um i would go to them all the time to get my my transformer books and i actually talked about it on my podcast i said when this stuff because what what hurt me more than anything was what was going to be this past weekend brian it was going to be free comic book day oh, i know i know and it killed me because i was sitting at home and i was like and it was a saturday and i'm just like today i would have been doing the tour hitting yep. up all the stores and what i would do is i literally would i do like a tour i go to every store in montreal and i do the downtown strip yeah. and every store Take a bunch of books, but I give back money too. I buy something. Right, exactly. You know? Just to put money back into those guys, even though if I don't go to Cosmics on Decarry, or if yeah. I don't go to, you know, um, what's it called there, uh, Librerie Expo yeah. or something. Like I don't just because I don't go to those guys, I'll go to them this time, pick up one or two free books, but then I'll pick up a trade or yes. something, or a, or an alternate cover that looks nice, even if I'm not even going to read it, just to put money back into it. But with with the case of like even Captain Quebec, I, I talked to Charlie and I was saying on my podcast, I'm like, when these guys do open up again, you know, pick up your books. Yeah. Pick up. Don't don't leave them hanging because that's a big problem that a lot of comic book stores suffer from is they get guys who make a pull list and then they disappear. They yeah. just ghost them. Yeah. And they never see them ever again. And and that was a big problem for them, especially because of those Marvel movies, because you had guys that would come in and, and be, be so like, excited. Man, I freaking saw uh Thor really like that movie put me on a pull list for thor books yeah they get that first thor book they read it they didn't like it but the comic book store is still pulling them out for them every month every wednesday yeah. well not every wednesday every wednesday yeah. you know once a month and it got to a point that they're just have these back issues people not claiming them and there's no like you know they don't take like deposits a lot of these comic book stores it really is a trust situation I know, yeah and it, it just got bad for them, and so they ended up with a lot of extra inventory. And the comic book industry has had a lot of problems throughout the years. They always survive because they're kind of – how do I put it? They're kind of like they're, – they're, they're different than the video store industry and a lot of others because the like direct market comic book stores started in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. They survived heavily because of just how popular comics were, especially then. People don't realize just – 
how many millions of copies oh, of yeah. comics were sold back then. Today, if a, if a book makes 20,000 sales, <laughs> yeah. that's like considered a success today. Yeah. Back then, it's a failure. You of know, course, like, yeah. like we don't even know the the circulation numbers of the 50s and the 60s because everything was done in new in like newsstands. Yeah. But yeah. people like even something like as the, like the rare action comics, number one. Right. One of the most valuable comic books of all time. First What's appearance of soup. about that is, is that comic book probably had a circulation of like three million. Yeah. Probably, <laughs> yeah. where, where some garbage book today, yeah. probably a circulation of maybe like 10,000. And but the difference is obviously you know no one thought that you know it that actually yeah, was going to yeah. be funny you know the comic books back then were were disposable like newspapers yeah you know Kids, they were well yeah so, like you read it once you threw I, it yeah, out yeah exactly no, like people collecting wasn't a thing when comic books first started well the speculation boom of comic books it, it pretty much what happened was is is stamps became this thing in the seventies mm. and the people then started looking at baseball cards next. And then in, in the early 80s, that's when people started going, maybe there's something the comic books here. And you have, um, what's his name, who runs Diamond Distributing, Giuseppe, whatever, you yeah. can Google him. He was the first one who was kind of like, oh, man, I need to go out and buy every single key <laughs> issue. And when I mean key issue, like him going out and, you know, Amazing Fantasies number 15, first appearance of Spider-Man, uh. Uh, Detective Comics number one, first appearance of Batman. Uh, you know, uh, Hulk 180, 181, first appearance. Whatever. He started going out there oh, and shit. hoarding all those books because he knew, he knew that this thing was going to blow up. Then the 90s happened, which, which what we call is the speculator boom, which is everyone thought everything was going to be. Oh my god! Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. book got bought and put into a poly bag. Yeah. Everyone thought every time gonna... a number one was written on a comic book, yeah. it was well, like. The number one selling comic book of all time outside of, like I said, because they didn't really keep track in the 50s and the 60s. Yeah. But the number one selling comic book of all time is X-Men number one in 1990 by Jim Lee. Oh. Uh, oh, that's... Five different covers. Yes. It was like, what was it, like 4.3 million copies sold. Today, you get it for about two bucks. You know? <laughs> Even today. But like, it's... it's it is it's a beautiful it's cover. A great book. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. A great book. I was gonna say great book, great art. You know, great writer. Chris Claremont was the writer. Jim Lee's an amazing artist. Yeah. Great book. But, but there's billions of them out there. Everyone thought it was gonna be worth money. Everyone put them into bags and boards. Yeah. The logic is when it comes when anything is worth money, it's always um, supply and demand mixed with uh, hype. Yeah. Which is you could take something that's like extremely rare, but if no one gives a shit then you're not going to get money. Like you could be like, Oh, I own this. I own this. Uh, let me think of an obscure toy line. Um, Cowboys of Moo Mesa, <laughs> you know, and like I own this cowboy of Moo Mesa prototype and of the main character Moo and everything. It's one of a kind, but if no one gives a shit about that toy line, it's not Ninja Turtles. It's not, you know, um, you know, biker mice from Mars yeah. or street sharks, you know? Oh my God. No street sharks. <laughs> Sorry. I forgot about street sharks until you just yeah, said so it. The, so it <laughs> When you don't have that hype, then the value doesn't really matter, no matter how rare it is. Yeah. But you you take those key issues, and that's why we use the term key issues with comic books, is because all of a sudden, an issue like the best example, Batman Adventures number, I think it's number eleven or number twelve. It was a '90s comic book that was like, who would think like ba Batman Adventures was a animated? It was a comic book adaptation of the Batman animated series, the oh, famous okay. animated series. Issue number 11, you know, when you think like, okay, if I gave you like the entire run of that comic, which book do you think would be worth the most money? You think, okay, well, I guess the first one maybe, yeah, yeah. you know, even still a 90s book, which doesn't mean much, but what was issue 11's biggest claim to fame? It's Har the first time Harley Quinn was featured in a comic book. I was going to say, yeah, it's Harley. And, uh, so, and then you factor in, oh, here's this Suicide Squad movie coming out, regardless if the movie did good or not, and if yeah. you liked it, but it created hype. Yeah. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, mainstream people who are only used to, let's say, a Christopher Nolan Batman, they're like, "Who's this crazy blonde girl with yeah. the hair?" And, the, the, and then all of a sudden, it creates hype for a character. All of a sudden, that book that was a that was a dollar bin book that no one cared about jacks through the roof, becomes a five hundred dollar book. You know, and we're, I'm saying American. Yeah, so yeah. Like seven, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh my uh, god, dude! I don't even want to talk about our dollar right now because there's some stuff. Uh, Every time, every time I do a podcast, because I always think in Canadian currency, yeah. so I always, 
I always got to convert it over for people. Dude. Um, but but yeah. it's just, it's, it's, it shows that that's how it kind of works with that. That's why, again, Superman, you know, action yeah. comics number one, well, Superman's for, eternal. For me, the first time I ever noticed anything like that was when Barack Obama was on the cover of that Spider-Man issue. Mm. And uh, I went into Comico and Lee was just like arguing with some guy. And I was just like, <laughs> let, like the, the, well, no, but like he was arguing with the guy because the guy came in and tried to convince Lee to sell him every issue that he had of the comic. And Lee was just like, no, I have pull lists to honor. So I can sell yeah. you this many, but these like seven that I have here are for people who have actually been reading the title and it's supposed to be in their bag. And the guy is yelling at Lee, telling him, no, I want all of them. Don't even put them in the bag. I'll pay double the price. And Lee's just like, no, you don't understand. And well, like and, you were saying before, and, it's about like honesty and honor and like, you know, the trust that you have in a comic book store, right? Like you're not just well, going to screw people over. And the, the, the thing is, especially to that guy that was asking for the reality is, is that and, and yeah, sure, there's some there's some exceptions to the rule. But almost most comic books made after like 1993 don't really have yeah. a you like I said like recently uh, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the Batman comics uh, a new character named Punchline was introduced yeah I talked about it on the podcast a couple not this one but so, Geek Tastic so potentially potentially her first appearance book maybe 20 years from now yeah. might be funny but everything else around but it over the past 20 years in terms of like like First time Batman broke his back. Okay, maybe Dark... I think it was Dark Knight 51. Maybe that book, when the last Christopher Nolan movie came out, maybe yeah. that went... It, it spiked a little bit. But the, all of those kind of go back down and plateau but, after. And especially, if like, Punchline... And, and like you were saying, it also has to do with hype. If they don't do anything interesting with Punchline... Of course. ...for the next 20 years, then her appearance will be a drop in the bucket. Which, to be honest, her first appearance... I read the comic, and it's not, like... She doesn't even speak. It's her in like in the grass, like spying on someone. And then the next yeah. issue is one. The next appearance is with her and Joker, and they fight somebody. And even then, she well, doesn't say much. Usually, so. how it works is you have you have first appearance, and then you have first cover appearance. Those are like the two yeah. most important ones. That's why Wolverine. What the funny thing with Wolverine is that um, his first true appearance in comic was Hulk one eighty. Yes, at the uh, end, last panel, right? Literally the last panel. Yeah. But all the money is in Hulk 181 because he's on the cover. And yeah. so, and because he's featured in the rest of the book. Yeah. So like, that's the big money book for a lot of people. And it's the same thing with punchline. It's, it's going to be a demand thing. You look at Harley Quinn, here she is. She makes first appearance in some comics. She's, you know, she's iconic. People love her, you know, thanks for, thank God for the, you know, the Bruce Tim cartoon and everything yeah. that really helped that. But she, that book really didn't start seeing attention until mainstream media started caring because of movies. Yeah. And that's, that, that's the sad reality. It goes back to Transformers is that no one really cared about Transformers until a, until a mediocre Michael Bay movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a whole bunch of terrible Michael oh, Bay movies. Oh, God. Loved. You know, like I, lo I love it when, when people ask me what, what I think about those movies. Because their, their perception is, you know, they see the Marvel movies and they see how much everyone loves those. Yeah. I must be totally just all over these Bay movies, right? And I'm just like, <laughs> like I, I feel like it's a means to an ends. It's like it's it's a bad relationship, which is like you just learn from it. Yeah. But there's nothing really good about it. It's junk food, you know. You yeah. eat it, it's not good for you. I, like it, I'm they're they're not, they're not great movies, yeah. but they serve their purpose from a mainstream standpoint. They 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 make people realize who Grimlock is, who Optimus Prime is. I mean, the, look, if the next movie truly is Beast Wars, and I hope that they, again, they got to keep that Cheetor trademark, they got to keep that Rhinox trademark, so they'll know who those characters are, yeah. and then hopefully that'll then put an interest in Beast Wars, and then those toys that really kind of had no value for many years, because they were 90s toys, yeah, uh, it increase in value, and it's... Give it's, it a second like, wind, yeah. It's like playing the stocks when it comes yeah. as, as, as a toy collector... Because you kind of have to see, like, the, I, I remember it was one of the Comic-Cons. I forget which one. I think it was, like, 2013 or something, Montreal Comic-Con. It was, like, two weeks before the Green Lantern movie. Oh, God. And I, everyone was doubling down on that because they thought, oh, man, you know, this Green Lantern movie is going to be such a huge success. So, and at the time, like, the, the Blackest Night comic books were happening. Yeah. So, like, the books were doing well. 
and there's this movie coming and i mean it's it's, it's ryan reynolds rising. like yeah, come on, yeah. it's great right you know like and it just everyone bought merch everyone bought all this stuff and <laughs> the movie totally just shit the bed oh, it God, tanked so bad and then everyone went into conventions just trying to unload on their green lantern merch because they're just like because the speculating was wrong because they thought that it was going to be the next coming yeah and it didn't work the flip side of that from a dc standpoint was the wonder woman movie oh. people were going like oh i don't know if a if a female lead movie which was stupid work. from the beginning because wonder woman has always been one of the best characters in but, the... but a lot of people from a mainstream standpoint yeah. were kind of like oh i don't know that movie comes out two weeks later it was montreal toy con all of a sudden do you have wonder woman merchandise yeah. do you have wonder woman yeah. because everyone got went crazy for that movie i wanted before... to get the wonder woman fitted uh cap and i couldn't find it and that's the thing there that drove me yeah it sold out it's, it's it shows that like you really got it. it's it's like the stocks you kind yeah. of just have to like look at what's happening you know get, get that crystal ball out and try to figure <laughs> out what's going on um and then and then at that point then you make sure that you get everything you wanted before like yeah the, the mainstream price. get yeah. it because that's what creates ultimately in the end the value of the market is that you're having a whole bunch of people that weren't part of that market before now wanting to own that product and now there's it takes less off the market i was actually having a discussion about this because because of what's happening now with covid uh, uh a lot of people obviously are laid off of work and they don't have money now all of a sudden people are starting to sell a lot of stuff that they don't need and when oh, you yeah. need money, some of the first things you get rid of are those big ticket items that are just taking space in your house and so now ebay is getting flooded with all kinds of Ooh. items items that you see maybe once every 10 years which I'm and I actually I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. I actually bought a childhood item and it's so rare. It is so rare, Brian, that you see it maybe once every 10 years on eBay. Yeah. And it was something I had as a kid. Uh, my parents got rid of it because it was a big item. It was a yeah. big item. My parents never got rid of the smaller toys, but the big toys. They yeah, just like, oh, it just took up so much they, room. They got rid of it at a garage sale. I finally tracked it down. I'm, I'm going to do a photo shoot of it before I like. But I man, like. That only happened because I know it. Someone probably was just like, I need money. Yeah. This this is a you know, a big ticket item. I spent a lot of money on it and I need money, it takes space, and there it is. And and here's me who I I have like a setting on eBay, it looks for specific keywords. Oh and nice. it finally up and I was just like, Oh man, and but I'm seeing a lot of that though. A lot of people, all this stuff is now coming to the market right now. Valuable comic books, valuable toys, valuable collectibles. Because there's so many people that just, you know, they can't sit on that little Samson Nintendo game that's worth $700 <laughs> that they're never going to play anyways. Yeah. So they're better off getting that $700 because they don't got a paycheck coming. You know, and they got a mortgage or whatever. Like, everyone has different, uh, like, situations. I, right I completely now. understand. I mean, I, I, I'm thankfully in a good situation, so I don't have to sell anything yet. Uh, if anything, I just bought it. I think you can see behind me there's that Batmobile that I just built. Uh, the Lego one, yeah. yeah, the Lego one, uh, you know, there's uh, another gift that um, was that's being sent to me that someone bought for me recently that I'm really excited about. So I, I, I do have to admit I've been blessed in that situation. Um, I'm I'm thank you for the warning about eBay. I probably didn't need to know that because I know there are, <laughs> there's there's a few things. I still very much like the alternator series for the Transformers that were coming out, the model well, cars and those ones. It's actually funny that you mentioned that because because those are like every ten years podcast, and they were asking because someone asked. They said because I talked about how it's a buyer's market right now, yeah. And they were like, "What are some cheap small transformer toy lines to collect right now?" And I was like, "Alternators, baby." Yeah, yeah. it's right above me, right there. Yeah, like that line. That line completely tanked in value when classics came out. Yeah, God he is a car. I love alternators, but they're so it's, nice. It's, they're gorgeous. Yeah. They're gorgeous. So, and I was telling people, you, if you want to buy transformers now, there's so much of that stuff hitting the market right now. And how eBay works is before all of this craziness happened, two or three guys had said product for, let's say $30. Yeah. All of a sudden when tons of them come to the market, those guys look at that guy who's asking 30 and going, screw it. I'm going to put 25. Yeah. And then I goes, okay, I'm going to put 20 then because they just want to sell it. They yeah. want the money. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, who benefits us, the buyers? Yeah. So it, it really is a buyer's market right now. 
And there's a lot of good stuff to be found, a lot of rare stuff and a lot of just mid-tier common stuff because people need money. And that's always the first stuff to go. Look at when we had the recession in 2008, 2009, the same thing happened. A lot of people lost a lot of money. Yeah. They needed fast. All of a sudden, the housing market took a dive. All of a sudden, um, collectibles, trading cards, magic gathering, uh, comic <laughs> books, everything. everything. Shout out to Black everything Lotus. Shout out to yeah, Black Lotus. That's just it. All of that stuff was showing up on eBay for half of its value. Oh, damn. Because people were desperate. Yeah. People were desperate. They needed the money because all of a sudden their 401k fell through or, or their investment because of the of the stocks and everything. And the, the recession just totally tanked and something that they had huge shares in 50 percent. Yeah, and yeah. it was just it was crazy. And that's what's happening now is that if you're someone uh, like if you're someone who's not in a good financial situation don't go out and start buying crazy no no stuff. no no. yeah yeah yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you're right now and you were eyeing some like you know that 100 transformer 100 comic book yeah. check it out now because it's probably 70 60 50 bucks now i know some of like the big toys like online toy stores they're doing sales like crazy because they need the money yeah because they're like, you know, they their warehouses are sitting there and they don't have their employees, but they're paying the rent every month, you know, and, so it doesn't make difference. And also, I imagine that there's because some of those toys are being made in. Well, a lot of the factories that are making toys are probably shut down, too. Uh, well, it, it, depends, it depends really on because Hasbro has been really good with it. They kind of saw the writing on the wall many years ago and they started moving a lot of their operations to Vietnam. Oh, interesting. But, Still, a lot of stuff is made in China. Yeah, yeah. a lot of still is made in China. Like um, uh, Marvel, like Skinny, he collects Marvel Legends. Yeah, uh, that's all still made in China. Star Wars Black Series still made in China. Most Transformers, not all, are made in Vietnam. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay, I didn't know because they have a lot more parts. I imagine, and okay. it's just cheaper to have it assembled elsewhere. But every it's it China. What happened over there is obviously affecting the industry. Yeah. Um, Look, and even the comic book industry, because a lot of comic books are printed in, in Korea, like in South Korea. They have really good printing studios there and stuff. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. And and like to give an example, the, the trading card industry, Magic the Gathering, that's all Japan, which is card of Monday mm. and everything. So they have they have all these different companies that their stuff is being made on that other side of the ocean. And stuff is getting messed up right now. Yeah. 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 So, trade it's, is uh it's all, it's all those industries are suffering in in one shape or form but it's it's also like i said it's a time to take advantage in a different way go back and i found the biggest thing that i found increase during all of this was a huge interest in video games oh yeah, yeah. Like, i mean it makes sense like, everyone's staying home everyone's playing a lot of video games exactly the only reason why i say that is because i i run a video game convention and when all of this came down and then all of a sudden everyone's playing animal crossing, Oh my God, you know, yeah. as if, as if, and it's hilarious. <laughs> this is, that's like a brand that's been around for like 20 plus years. And this now everyone's discovered. It's kind of like Pokemon go. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, all, of a sudden, all of a sudden everyone cared about Pokemon for the first time in forever. Yeah. Uh, but it's the same thing. Like high Scorecon got all these private messages, my convention, like, when are you running a show right in the middle of this? What? Because they're, yeah, because they're looking for games. Oh, they, okay. They're, they're like, you want to buy stuff and I'm suggesting them to groups and stuff. Hey, if you go on this, you know, yeah. check, you know, check this, you'll be able to find stuff. But even then, you know, you have to go to someone's house. It's, it's, it's all sketchy right now. Yeah. To do that stuff, yeah. You know? Guys, I will tell you guys right now, if you're listening, watching, tuning into this right now, I understand the situation is not the best, but please, please, please be patient. If anything, work out a deal with people so that things can be shipped uh, in some which way or form. That seems a lot. Pharmacies are still open. I don't know if the if the post office is still open, but they are still open. They are. Yeah, so post you can, yeah you can still uh, ship stuff. I mean, try and do as much social distancing as possible. Like, don't uh, you know? Uh, and it's true. I've heard this too. People picking up stuff at other people's houses. Uh, one of my friends was telling me the Facebook Marketplace is booming right now because everyone like you said everyone's selling everything and i'm like talking to my friends who are like yeah i'm supposed to go to some guy's house in the west Island. i'm like why are you doing that like you're supposed to be social distancing is this person gonna throw it on the lawn how are you gonna clean like there's so many things you shouldn't be doing i know people want stuff but folks please consider your health first and right your now, montreal is in a sad state of affairs oh my god 
on on every social media platform and it's just me going like oh god oh man you know it, look I, I went out to get groceries and i'm driving by the park and it's packed and i'm just going like god damn <laughs> yeah 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 you know maybe again maybe because i enjoy just being at home playing video well, I mean, games and some people just need to go out but at the same time it's like that's the thing i think for people like us you know when you, i feel like a creative mind doesn't get bored easily and uh, and I, I said it to my mother like when we first got the internet back in like 96 yeah i like i don't think i'm ever going to be bored ever again <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and she was and i was right like like literally when i got the internet back in 96 it was just like this this open canvas yeah. of i could look up anything and and this is like before even youtube and and yeah. torrents and yeah. other, like today it's even more crazy but even back then it was just this like i could just like wake up one morning and go you know what i feel like reading every x-force comic book and, for, and yeah there you, you just go. find them yeah. you know what i mean it's just like it's it's crazy and i maybe that that's just how i'm wired oh no but i, I could I can understand. You know what? If, if I was a guy who was a cyclist, of course. I could imagine yes. how that eats. You know what I mean? Or, or someone who who loves playing like touch football every weekend yeah. or something. Like then that would that would like make you go nuts because you're not going to pick up an Xbox controller and it's start playing, same. you know, yeah. Madden. You know, it's, it's, that's not <laughs> that's not gonna be your fix. You know no, what I mean? No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's 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 just like I I, I understand that perspective, yeah. but at the same time, I feel we're not going to get out of this yeah. if we keep it up either. Well, because like already, I feel personally, and I'm I'm no doctor. Yeah. I'm no doctor, but even me, I feel we're not getting out of this until minimum november yeah yeah well dude i mean like people have been posting and saying oh i also i didn't realize how much time we uh so i'll I'll wrap this up really quick but people have been saying for the longest time that it feels like they're in a in class in an elementary school and the teacher is saying every time someone makes a noise you we stay an extra minute and kids are making a noise every 10 seconds and the teacher's just adding minute after minute. But in this case, and, it's if you guys keep going out like this, we're going to be home another month and people and just keep going out. Can't, can't give that kid the stink eye and beat him up after class. <laughs> yeah. then you, get COVID, you know, that's the problem. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd box you, but then I'm going to start coughing, you know, so. It's not going to make a difference. <laughs> I wanted to. I don't know if you've been, uh, if you've watched it, but I wanted to ask you what's the, what would you tell people is one of the best Transformers series to watch? Because I just found out that Tubi, the uh, streaming app, which is free, if I'm not mistaken, has almost all the Transformers series. Because um, I have the Tubi app, and they just have all the different Transformers series. I always tell people like of the series is because when people started watching the movies and stuff, they're like, now what do I want to watch? I always tell people like the two series you could show people like the two things you could show people of Transformers and not be embarrassed about liking them <laughs> yeah. is uh, the 86 movie. Yeah. And because it's, it's fuck, that 86 movie, man. Beautiful. Like I just, yeah, that movie is, is I, I, gotta, I can't spooge about that enough. I'm trying 86, to finish my 86 uh, shelf. Cause I have almost all the figures from the 86 movie. All the characters. Yeah. Uh, I love the 86 movies. My, and, and Beast Wars. I yeah. find that, Beast Wars is one of those shows like season one is very um, we're introducing the toys. Yeah. And then but by the time you hit season two, it's like, holy shit. Like it is it is easily without a doubt the best Transformer series ever created. Oh, Everything. Okay. Else, look, look, G1 was a product of the 80s. Yeah. I'm not you know, I, I'm not expecting, you know, sh- like Schindler's List, you know, <laughs> out, of, out of 1984 <laughs> yeah. Transformers. Cartoon. you know uh, it's it was an 1984 cartoon it's going to be corny it's going to be an, a product of its time that's fine people need to understand that it was it was g1 transformers then it was the ninja turtle boom yeah it was the power ranger boom yeah and then then it was what i like to call like the the mixture of anime boom of pokemon and digimon mm. and dragon ball like all that kind of took over in, in the late 90s and then in the early 2000s, it was just that was when the internet really started to become mainstream with households. So then it was a mixture of everything: Yu-Gi-Oh! and and Bakugan and and whatever was the flavor of the month that month. It changed every week. Yeah. Uh, and but when it comes to Transformers, there's always been a series coming out every single year since 1984. It's just people just weren't watching. Yeah. And I, I suggest Beast Wars number one. 
Um, and then everything else, it matters if you like reading subtitles because there's a lot of really good Japanese series. Yeah, I was here. Someone told me that too. They're just like, if you're down with subtitles, because yeah, Japanese... Master Force. It's called Transformers Super God Master Force. No joke. That's what it's called. Oh boy, God. Uh, it it's a really good Transformer series, but it's very Japanese. Yeah. So if if you have the if you have the patience for subtitles and watching that stuff, then it's good. Then you have uh, Galaxy Force, which was another one. Again, Japanese, but really good. So it's everyone has their own taste of what they like, but I always tell people Beast Wars. Beast Wars, you, you know, women love Beast Wars. Yeah. Like it's, it, there's something for everyone in that series because it was so well-written. The CG amazingly aged well for what it was at its time. Yeah, mainframe, right? Mainframe Entertainment. Yeah. By the way, Canadian company. Yeah light years ahead of everyone else like toy story like if you watch toy story one and oh. look at the human characters Dude, like andy looks so bad yeah yeah, yeah, you, yeah then you watch what mainframe was doing like a year prior to that with reboot yeah and you go like like what like they were so ahead of the curve yeah and you know, today now they're doing barbie movies and stuff and everything like you know that mattel pretty much gave them a contract they couldn't refuse yeah so, like, you're heard. doing art movies for the next 10 years <laughs> yeah. they're like all right okay so but they were they were incredible another like series just to stay on the mainframe yeah. tangent for a second uh shadow raiders okay. people have talked that is that is a very sick series it's very very well done sci-fi um adult based animated cg series that people slept on when it was on ytv back in the day yeah yeah like there, they, I like remember seeing the name, but I don't remember the series much. But I'll it was very hyped. So I suggest if I don't even know if that's on any streaming services, but I know I think someone put the whole thing on YouTube anyway. So. <laughs> like they always do. Yeah, <laughs> I always say if you could see it legally, see it legally. If you can't find dubious <laughs> yeah. sources, yeah. there's always a way. Always do, do you want to give people your social medias? Because I'm going to put it underneath you or above you when I okay. uh, post uh, this later. At Protoman on Twitter, that's probably my my biggest social media hub, okay. where I put all crazy stuff on there. Um, I have my podcast, Transformer Slag Podcast, uh, that I do. Jaws D used to do the old episodes with me before he moved and got too busy. I know, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. He hasn't done the uh, art podcast either, Geektastic Cipher. So too good for us, man. That's what I happened, know. Yeah. That's a little bastard. Uh, but so uh. So we have a Transformer Swag podcast. I do. It's a daily Transformer podcast. That's just it's the news every single day because there's always something happening in our Crazy. hobby. Um, and then and then it's like you know I have an Instagram. I don't really I don't really put much on that Insta. Like okay. I put stuff here and there when I feel like it. But I have an Instagram. It's Protoman Gaming. That one. Okay. But uh, just Protoman Protoman uh, at Protoman on Twitter. That's my main hub for everything. Perfect man. And my I have a website theprotoman.com, which is just everything that I've ever worked on professionally whether it be hasbro uh comic books and stuff so it's kind of like a, a resume that okay. website so so yeah this and that but again twitter twitter's probably the best perfect man. man i'll put that right there and i want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me man it's always a pleasure catching up with you uh we've known each other since i i, I mean shout outs to tim because tim just messaged me and said uh shout outs to the carlisle crew uh yeah, so tim Planning. Yeah, man. So I mean, <laughs> oh, we're true. talking like we went to elementary school together. So that shit's well, so crazy when we I was think about it. Thinking about it not too long ago, it was 1994. So it was 26 years ago. Think about that. God damn. I don't God want to damn. think about that. That's. <laughs> and 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 again, just me being a dork. It's like I just remember like I remember you just bringing that that Moto Biker Mice from Mars figure to class. Yeah. And it was missing. It was missing one of the pieces. And I'm just going. Oh, that figure yeah <laughs> me, like, me like super obsessed with mortal Kombat 2 and comic books at the time uh, oh man it was great yeah but i Anyways. like i like the, fa the fact that the stuff that we were into as kids continued so that's that's always fun yeah. but yeah man thank you so much this has been a blast folks no make sure to check out all his stuff i'm going to post the post the links uh wait let me point let me try and point this i know way. everything backwards i don't know i know this way right there it's going to be right there folks uh so yeah that's it man thank you so much to keep tuning in to not a journalist we'll be back tomorrow at 7 p.m with another edition hopefully you guys have been enjoying yourselves stay home stay safe that's it folks thanks again proto man and that's another edition of not a journalist with brian holiday you guys can find more episodes on brianholiday.com that's b-r-i-a-n 
H-O-L-I-D-A-E. Also follow me on all social media platforms at Brian Holiday. If you guys want to support me, make sure to check out my coffee page. That's ko-fi.com slash Brian Holiday. And if you have something to say, you can leave a message at anchor.fm slash not dash a dash journalist slash message. And I'll add it to the next episode. Thanks for tuning in, everyone.